Powerful at Work Radio, episode 23. Welcome to Powerful at Work Radio, the podcast for professionals who see their work as a calling. I'm your host, Rosa Ponce de Leon, and together we'll explore how people can position themselves to make a real difference with their work. We will cover topics ranging from leadership to emotional wellness to what true power looks like and everything in between. If you're ready to do work differently, tune in and join the movement. Now let's get after it. Jill Lublin is an international speaker on the topics of radical influence, publicity, networking, kindness, and referrals. She is the author of four best-selling books, including Get Noticed, Get Referrals by McGraw-Hill and co-author of Guerrilla Publicity and Networking Magic. Her latest book, Profit of Kindness, went number one in four categories. Jill is a master strategist on how to position your business for more profitability and more visibility in the marketplace. She is CEO of a strategic consulting firm and has over 25 years of experience working with over 100,000 people plus national and international media. Jill teaches a virtual publicity crash course and consults and speaks all over the world. She also helps authors to create book deals with major publishers and agents, as well as obtain foreign rights deals. Jill, how are you this afternoon? It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Rose. I'm doing fantastic. Good to be here. I'm happy to have you because I don't think we have had any publicists on the show. So you get to be the first one. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do. So, so my whole thing, I'm actually a publicity consultant, and I've written four books, uh, including guerrilla publicity. Ooh. And my latest one is called The Profit of Kindness. And uh, I teach uh, virtual publicity courses. And then I also help people get major book deals. And now I'm launching the year of kindness, that mm. every single month, we come together in collaborative connected kindness circles. That's so awesome because, you know, it seems so simple to be kind. We learned that in grade school. Like it's one of the first things we learn is kindness and it's profitable to be kind. How did, how did you find that this was needed in the marketplace? Well, you know, first of all, I think that we have become so, uh, shall we say, tough uh, as mm. a nation and as a, and as a world. And of course, with all the things that have been happening around the world with COVID and, and crises and all kinds of that people have gotten kind of kind of mean sometimes yeah. and impatient and and uh, I just felt like it was time to bring the conversation of kindness back to the table. Yeah, we were taught it, but are we doing it? Is the question. I, no, I applaud you because we are very divided and it's been it's been a roller coaster. And I think you know, for a lot of us, we can find a time where maybe we weren't at our best. But I think some people are also, uh, you know, in a, in a deep spiral and, and are hurting and our, you know, a different side of them is coming out. And, and, and we do need to bring that conversation back because kindness is what's going to turn it around. I think so. And it seems to work in business and it works, you know, honestly, in the world. And, and the important part is to practice it. Yeah, we need to add value to one another. And I think when we do that, we, we, we build stronger bonds in community. Big time. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about how you might help uh, some of our listeners. We, we focus primarily on entrepreneurs, people that are inside the business working to try to innovate and help the, the, their organization be more profitable or whatever it is that their mission is. And, you know, we want to equip people to be leaders and to be the, the type of people that are self-starters and self-led. Um, how might a publicist come in and, and help someone like that? 
Um, well, and, and so just so you know, like, for instance, I got brought into Phillips Corporation, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things I did with them is to work in the marketing team mm -hmm. to talk about what's the message and unifying it and how do we create more visibility inside of, of a major corporation. What mm -hmm. I'm seeing, and this is, this is small ones and big ones, is that you need to go more gorilla. You need to go more tighter, connected, um, get that message going with, uh, you know, with leaner profits and, and mm. leaner expenses and more productivity. And so that actually has been working really well. Um, and that's been great. And then other companies I'm going in and to talk about cultures of kindness and mm. how to create better teams and more productive workplaces and happier customers. Because consistently when uh, actually when I wrote the profit of kindness, I found out that uh, companies that were practicing that, hey, guess what? They were more productive, more profitable. They were a happier clients. And, and you know what else? their publicity was better. So it all ties wow. together. Yeah, I would imagine some of that momentum that's creative when, when people are genuinely happy and authentic, that definitely makes it easier to share a message because it's it's the truth. Exactly. And that, <laughs> that, that message multiplies, right? It multiplies inside the company and it multiplies to the customers and clients outside the company. It goes both ways. Tell me a little bit about what you mean by guerrilla publicity, because you kind of hinted that you're talking about getting real lean and getting real focused and, and probably simplifying a few things. Would you find that a lot of people find themselves overextended or, or what's the issue? How do, how do we get away from that, that we so, need to turn around? Mm, so the thing about guerrilla publicity mm -hmm. is that it's using what we call basically time and imagination instead of a, a huge budget. Now, oh. um, even if you've got a big budget, people are making a lot of mistakes. They're throwing money out when, frankly, you could be narrower, mm. reaching your right target market by identifying the audience and knowing who it is you actually want to connect to and why they should care, right? Mm. And so having a good and pro uh, a prop appropriate, that's the word, good and appropriate message makes a big difference so that, um, so that people know that you're consistent in the marketplace, but also that, that you're talking to them. Mm. And so I think, I think hitting the right marks in that way is, is essential. So you're speaking to how, how companies are investing their, their funds and how they're dealing with their budget and getting a return for their publicity needs. And then you're also talking in terms of, you know, making sure that they know their own identity. Is, is that accurate? It's, it's having, using your resources correctly, mm -hmm. spending it in the right places, having a budget that works so that the, the message reaches the right people is key, mm. right? Mm. And doing it so that the, the message is focused and supported and so that um, your, your people know why, why, why they are buying from you. And, mm. you know, that could be any product or service. And so that's a key. You know, I, I like what you're saying here, that people know why they're buying from you. It, it's a little bit more interactive than just a passing relationship. H how do you communicate that effectively? Because it's one thing to say, this is what I'm about. But another thing for the, for the audience to receive that communication and saying, I'm about that too. Well, it's the audience relating to mm. that they need it and want it, mm, right? Um, because you can have a great product or service, you can have an amazing offering, but 
I, I, it's like the who cares question. Hmm. And why is it for me? Right. Hmm. And you got to address that to people and you got to have them care. And frankly, you got to show up as the best choice for them. And what does that mean? Well, it means different things in different cases, but certainly we want to look at that on a, a case by case basis. And what is it that makes you stand out in the marketplace and why should they care? And then communicating that appropriately with the conviction and the passion and the, and the authenticity and the, the truth about what it is and why they need it. Hmm. And there's been a big push on the power of story. Is that included anywhere in that element? of Absolutely. Of yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it is anyway. Um, I'm all about people's and companies' stories hmm. and finding them in all kinds of ways. I call it use everything you've got. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the story will be the way in and sometimes it won't, but mm. that's to be seen, determined, and story does help for sure. People love stories. Yeah, no, I, I, I found that to be true. It's, it's easier to connect when you're dealing with a real person or, or a company with real people. Uh, and, and it's definitely a little warmer to connect with. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's what, what are they connecting to mm. and why is it, it's the, it's the with them question, right? The mm. what's in it for me. Yeah. Um, and, and different people will connect in different ways. Sometimes it will be stories. Sometimes it will be good, good facts delivered of why the product or service works for them, right? Why the company works for them, so to speak. Um, and, and it's, I think it's different depending on, what you're really working to get across. And then of course, the, the, the viewer, the listener, the receiver, they will connect differently too. Um, mm. So you, you kind of got to hit a few elements here, right? Because we all buy differently, don't we? We all right. buy different ways. Sometimes I know I buy because, well, just because I love the company. <laughs> and all right, they're loyalty. offering me this. Yeah, loyalty, I'll take it, right? Sometimes it's because of the story. Mm. Um, sometimes it's because it's just what I need in the moment. And I, right. I think, you know, these all can vary too. So you got lots of variables you have to take into account. And I don't know if there's been a time when we've had so many channels to be uh, visible and to have all this publicity. Do you find that uh, it the same concepts can be applied to social media? And some, I mean, a lot of companies do take advantage of social media, but to some, it's a big obscure thing that they don't necessarily want to tackle. Um, social media is a big obscure thing. Let's be honest. It just is. So um, my answer is, I, you know, I think um, social media is key and important. And I think sometimes you just got to pick which one will serve you best. Mm -hmm. When I say which one, it might be two or three. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you start trying to be everything to everyone, it may not work. No, that makes sense. And, and I think even if you do have big lofty goals, you know, there's something to being proficient in a couple of them and, and keeping it simple and then growing the rest from there. I think that's good advice for sure. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and um, now let me ask you this, because a lot of people don't necessarily identify with a powerful story or they might not feel like they have something to give. I wonder if you've had any clients where you go to them and you think, man, this is, I've got a lot to work with here, but to them, they, they didn't feel that way until they met you. Have you had any cases like that? Uh, actually a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is that pretty common then? Yes. It's actually quite common. It's like, because I think most companies don't know how to put this, 
the whole thing together, the, mm. you know, and frankly, I know how to put the puzzle together and it makes, it makes so that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that it fits properly, you know, when you put a puzzle together, you, you make a beautiful picture, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, because I'm coming in with new ears, new eyes, and, and wisdom to uh, fit together the publicity piece and put it together in a way that, that gets the message out appropriately, that I'm hearing it differently, that when you're entrenched in your own business and company and mesh, mission and message, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's, it's a little harder to put it all together so that it makes the most sense. That's why you bring in the professionals, right? Right. No, I mean, I, w- I would imagine they're calling you because their message is very confused. But, you know, as they start interacting with you, I, I would imagine it is just a different perspective, but you probably know where to start looking too. I mean, that the experience right. matters and asking all those questions so that you can bring a message to an audience that can connect in multiple levels. Right. And then sometimes it's not even they're confused. They just want to know a next step or mm. how to be more successful, you know, it could be a variety of reasons. No, that that's fair. That's fair. I think I think you're right. It, you know, there everybody has different um, goals uh, as a company, and and they invite you in for for various needs. That that's fair to say. I didn't want to limit <laughs> limit every company to being a confused message, but um, tell me a little bit about that process because. You know, our listeners, they work inside of companies and, and they need some help with leadership and, and being visible themselves within the company. And are there any things that any advice that you could apply from you, you look at you look at a company's perspective, but I would imagine some of those concepts apply to individuals in, in terms of being visible. Well, you know, it's interesting. I got hired by a gentleman from Hewlett Packard. Oh. And, uh, you know, so this is inside exactly what you're talking about. And why did he hire me? Because nobody liked him. Oh, man. <laughs> well, okay, not maybe some people liked him. But he. the truth is he wasn't liked well enough to continue to get promotions, uh. to advance in the company. And it, it is a perception thing because I think people forget who work inside companies that guess what? Being liked inside your company and, and being successful is actually a key to success, right? In other words, people have to relate to you, like you, enjoy you. And frankly, promotions happen that and, and team, team positioning and all of it. All of it is relies a lot on perception and likability and um, your own reputation internally. Too. Right. No, that's huge. So You're internal right. reputation is big, too. And how do you help people overcome those issues when those barriers exist, when, when they, they've been doing something totally wrong and they come to this realization, oh, man, I really need to work on my reputation. I'm not known how I thought I was known. Um, well, I, I think a piece of it is um, fig- let's figure out what the issue is. Let's start there, right? Figure out what the issue is. See why, why people, um, what's, the, what's, the main, what's the main focus? And once we determine that, honestly, the rest falls into place. But I think the, the first question is, what's, what's the issue? What's the problem? What are that some was, of the typical reasons that you might find? Of, of why people aren't liked? Mm-hmm. Uh, too aggressive? Mm. Um, perhaps not, not assertive enough? Mm. Uh, and they try and fall into the shadows? Or they'll speak things in a way that aren't appropriately um, interpreted, we'll call it. Mm. Meaning maybe they're just too, too, like with this gentleman, he was just a, a little too curt. Uh, uh, yeah, so that, that wasn't helpful. 
So would you find that it, it, you take time to maybe help the person understand the culture that they're in? Maybe that, is there a block there in some cases? I, you know, I think honestly, it's, it's really, it is a case by case basis. I don't want to, shall we say, put generalities on it uh -huh, because uh -huh. every team is different. I think the dynamics in the team are, are, are different. Um, how many people you're, you're managing can, can shift things, the stress level in the company, the expectations, all of it, all of it matters. No, for sure. For sure. And so, do you put people through a program or, or some type of process that you've already designed or where, where does one start? So, um, well, generally I have a, a virtual publicity course and, and people who are a little more uh, oriented toward that tend to come in that, but uh, I tend to do that kind of work that you're talking about in consulting, private consulting. Mm. And yeah, that's, and they just work with me privately because it is, uh, privacy issues and right, uh, confidentiality right. is important and it tends to work better that way. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> For someone that might want to start to do some initial self-help, some exploration, you know, what, what might be some advice for, for that person? I would ask you to look at what, um, what's the perception, what's your, what's the perception of you is how I'll put it. Mm. Like if you were just to state some words, how do people perceive me? Write them down. How do people mm. perceive you? I think it's a, it's a good question to ask. Yeah. And certainly going to those to some people that might, you know, be honest enough to tell you the truth would not be, would not hurt. Cause if you I truly are, you know, blind to some of the stuff, you know, you might want to ask some people some questions. Yeah. And you know what, listen, we all have our blind spot. It's, it's okay. We're none of us are perfect, right? Mm -hmm. We all have our stuff. We all have the, the things that maybe people think about us that we didn't know that had, if you knew, you could easily correct and mm -hmm. think about how, how much elevated uh, you would be, your position might be, you, the promotion possibilities, the effectiveness of you, uh, the communications to others and how they would be received. I think it just makes such a world of difference. Oh, I bet. And what advice would you give the person on the other end? Maybe they know somebody needs to hear a hard truth and they might have a hard time. I mean, I, I would imagine you kind of during that process of discovery have had to deliver some of those truths. What's the oh, easiest way to do it? <laughs> like, it's it's tough. Honestly, you know, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. I'm not saying this is easy. Um, I think, I think uh, forthright communication without attachment you know, mm -hmm. would it be okay if I share with you something I notice is mm -hmm. a good is a good question. Uh, would you be open to some feedback? Mm -hmm. um, may I share something with you? You know, all are good questions. And you know what, a person can say no, mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with that. But I find honestly, if you, if you go with a spirit of open and honest communication with a willingness to hear the other person, understand that they're human too, and that there's might be conditions of reasons why they speak the way they speak, or, um, you know, act the way they act. <laughs> um, and just be uh, a space of uh, listening, I think helps a lot. I, I remember uh, one of the cases where um, somebody went to the person and said, you know, you're really mean to me. Wow. I feel like you're really mean to me a lot. And that person, you know, they, they broke into tears. 
Wow. The other, the per, and they said, yeah. oh my God, I had no idea I was being mean to you. I had no idea that, um, that, that that seemed like how I was being. I don't mean to be mean. I'm just to the point. I, I'm direct. And that's probably coming across as mean. I mean I'm wow. so sorry. And it was this huge, beautiful um, opening on both sides. And uh, wow, I really didn't know I came across that way. That's a great story. I think sometimes we imagine the worst instead of just letting people be and respond however they're going to respond. And I think that's that's a great story that you brought up. And hopefully it will encourage someone out there to have that conversation. And, and I love that you're asking people for permission, because I think when we're sensitive, it shows that we actually care instead of wanting to be judgmental or coming at someone with like, you know, I'm right. And, you know, here, here's the hard truth. And, I, you know, totally cold about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, well, thank you. This is great advice. Uh, do you have a, a way for us to get a hold of you and, and tell us a little bit about where we might find your latest book? Absolutely. So feel free, email me, please. Support at jilllublin.com. Lots of L's in there. And I'm sure <laughs> hopefully you'll put it in the link. Support uh, at Jill. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Support at jilllublin.com. Um, and on my website, jilllublin.com, you can find all my books and all kinds of great information. It'd be excellent to connect. Well, that's awesome. And with the changes as, as we kick off 2021, do you have any final words of advice for our audience? Um, I think, you know, I'll just share with the latest book, The Prophet of Kindness. One of my big things is practice conscious acts of kindness, please, every mm. single day. Forget random acts of kindness. Let's practice conscious acts of kindness every single day. It'll make a huge difference. All right. Yeah, let's do these things on purpose. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Powerful at Work Radio. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear weekly teachings to shift your perspective on how to thrive in the workplace and stories from experts and career professionals who are daring to do work differently. And we want to invite you to conversation please subscribe to this podcast. And you can also visit us on Facebook and join the group Empower to Bloom Tribe, where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your career journey and also interact with like-minded professionals. I'll see you there.